from BLC Studios in Mankato, Minnesota. This is the Bethany Vikings Podcast, hosted by Brock Aker. Hi, I am Brock Aker. I'm starting a Bethany Vikings Podcast. I look forward to giving all you Vikings players, fans, alumni, and parents insight this semester. I'll be having a weekly pod, including interviews and insight on the Bethany sports teams we love, this pod will be distributed every week on the major streaming services like Spotify, and you also can find it on the Bethany Athletics website. Today we'll be talking about a historic week for both the men and women's basketball team. Finally, we'll end the pod with an interview with Kaylee Mork and Taylor Kotke, softball players coming off a historic season of their own. I'm also joined today by Gabe, and we'll be talking about the men and women basketball. How are you doing, Gabe? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, so let's start with the men's first. We're supposed to have an interview with Krieger and Nielsen, but they ended up having a meetings tonight, so it'll just be me and you talking about them. But let's start with Trenton Krieger after last night, putting himself in the record books. Just the ninth person in Bethany Viking men's basketball history scoring 1,000 points. What do you have to say about that? Yeah, obviously it's an incredible accomplishment. Um, it stamps his place in the Bethany record books. Um for me, it more so the accomplishment. I'm so happy the type of guy it's going to. Um, looking on uh, Twitter the other night, um, uh, his former teammates and coaches uh, telling about the type of guy he is. Uh, Coach Matt Fletcher, he tweeted, Man, I'm proud of this kid. He has worked his tail off and never once put himself before his teammates. He truly deserves this. Love you, man. Again, assistant coach Perrin tweeted, Tremendous accomplishment for a tremendous young man. He's given his all to this program, and the record book will recognize that. Congrats. And Krieger, in his own Twitter account, uh, he said in part, I've loved being part of something special uh, the last three seasons. He said he has the best coaches and the best teammates. Yeah, Krieger, this is only his third. He's a senior, but this is his third year in the Viking program. He transferred from Minnesota to Duluth, and he's always been a top-two scorer on the team. His very first year, he actually led the Vikings and scoring himself, averaging a 14.8. And then the last two years, he's been second in scoring. Last year, 13 behind Kyrie Mayfield's 20.2. And this year, he's right behind Kyrie with 16.1. Kyrie has 17.6. So that just goes to show how he, there's probably a different system two years ago without Kyrie where he's productive. And then bringing in a high scorer like Kyrie Mayfield, that doesn't hurt his production and it actually helps. That, so he can play with multiple people. Yeah, what a great addition he's been. Um, and don't forget last year, too. He was named to the All-UMAC defensive team as well. Yes, he he leads the Bethany Vikings. We're talking about record books. He leads the Vikings in blocks. He also leads the Vikings in career field goal percentage, which is pretty special that you score over 1,000 points and at that high of a clip shooting too. Shooting 68% this year, I believe, is incredible. Yeah, he was only like 0.1% behind uh, Jared Merchant in field goal percentage coming here, and now he's right now ahead of him as – a strong season for him so far he also it says to I was going to talk to him a little more when he's on there that he wants to play basketball overseas when he's done here I think he has a good chance of doing that because he's just a special player and like you said about him at the beginning so many people respect him and like him and that just helps you with any any job you're going in if you're a good person too absolutely all right so let's move on a little bit the Vikings beat crown and then they beat Morris pretty handily uh they lead themselves they lead the UMAC in field goal percentage 
and Kyrie Mayfield leads the UMAC in assists. Last year, he averaged 5.5 assists. This year, 6.6, a decrease of an assist. What do you see out of him this year that he's more of a facilitator? Uh, I think there's more weapons on this team, especially when you look at uh, the different three-point shooting. Um, one interesting stat I have for you, Breck, 56% of the team's assists have come from either Mayfield or Smith, and, and Mayfield has over a third of the team's assists. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah, we're talking about Brian Smith. He's the transfer from Waldorf, and I like what you're talking about, his impact. He hasn't been shooting at the highest clip, and I think he's you see some disappointment sometimes when he's shooting, but he's shooting the three-point ball well, especially 40%. And then, yes, I, I think him coming with Kyrie takes a little pressure off him, and I think Kyrie's being a little more consistent shooting the ball too as well this season. Yeah, that's nice to see. And we mentioned the three-point bombers. Um, we've seen Trevin Nelson. Uh, he stepped up in a big way since his slow start to the season. Um, 90 of his 104 shot attempts are from three. If you think that's crazy, Caden Vaughn, who's shooting 41% from deep, 90 of his 92 shot attempts are three. That is outrageous. And continuing on the three-point shooting trend, Justin Shrupp is shooting 47% from outside the arc, 23 for 49 on the year. Yeah, if you guys listen to me announce some of the games, I just tell you how important it is for the Nelsons and the Vaughns and all of them to make those threes because that just opens the court even more for Kyrie, giving him some more lanes to drive through. And then also, you can't double-team Krieger like many teams do because if he can kick it out for wide-open three, it just opens the whole offense up. No, it makes our offense deadly. And um, we're shooting at over 37% from deep as a team. We're holding opponents to just over 35%. So uh, it seems like a small percentage, but it, it can make – the difference between winning and losing as we've seen already this year yeah our, i think every ever since the california trip where we won that tournament Kyrie mayfield has really picked it up scoring and i think our defense we developed a lot down there too how big was that trip do you think i think that was huge gain momentum um obviously having not watched the games um that the first game was probably the true championship game i think it was a two-point victory and then we clobbered the next team um, in what was the actual championship game. Um, but, yeah, it's a big momentum. You go on a trip to California, come out uh, as champions, and carry it right into the UMAC season. It's good to see. Yeah, I want to – when we get a player on in a couple weeks from the men's team, I want to ask him about that trip because looking on the Twitter page, they went to see a UCLA game, see their facilities. That's got to be pretty cool and see – so many John Wooden statues. Okay, let's finish up with one more thought on the Vikings men's team. Hunter Nielsen, he, he comes off the bench. He leads the UMAC in blocks with 13. How has this freshman year impacted the Vikings this year? I recently saw he's at 21 blocks. Um, it, it's been huge, though. His length is fantastic. He knows how to use it well to, to block shots. And he's playing just tw uh, 12 minutes per game. So to lead all of UMAC in blocks, just playing 12 minutes a game is outstanding contribution off the bench. Yeah, he's got 21 blocks total. He leads the UMAC in season UMAC play with 13. Okay, okay. Yeah, should have been more clear. Yeah, he's been huge. I remember calling a game a week and a half ago against uh, North Central, Dan DeWitt, the former Vikings coach, and Nielsen had five blocks just in that game. Like yeah. That's just a big spark when you can have that guy with long arms. There's nothing more that gets a – 
crowd pump more than a dunk or a big block. Yeah, and he's going to continue to improve too. Um, he's going to be a special player for us. Yeah, so concluding the Vikings now, coming off an eight-game winning streak, they'll be back at home after playing three on the road at home against MLC Wednesday, who are only one and eight, and then Saturday against St. Scholastica was six and three. Any final thoughts, Gabe, on them? Yeah, um, and I don't want to jump too far ahead here, um, but the last game of the year for, for both the men's and women's teams, but um, men's specifically, it's going to be at home against Wisconsin Superior, uh, the Yellow Jackets. That was our only loss of the season. It was a disappointing 20-point loss. Um, both teams are 8-1. and one. Actually, there are three teams in the UMAC right now that are 8-1 and one, uh, with Bethany, Northwestern, and Wisconsin Superior. But you look at that game, that could decide who gets the number one seed for UMAC uh, tournament play. Yeah, that's a big one. So that weekend should be fun for everyone. You got the Bethany Vikings or St. Scholastica on Saturday, and you got the Super Bowl on Sunday. Should be a fun weekend. Absolutely. All right, let's now move on to the women's side as they're coming off a three-game win streak on the road and got their win streak up to 10, which is a school record. They beat uh, Morris this week, just yesterday, and then they beat Crown as well. And yesterday, a couple big uh, historic stats is it was their first win in Morse in program history and then like I said their 10th straight win they overcame a 19 point halftime deficit to get their first win in Morse what do you guys say about that uh that's impressive it shows the uh the heart of this team I know coach Jones is proud of them um yeah Kenley Pitleski game-winning shot she has really stepped up her offensive game this year so it's really good to see yeah Pileski she hit five threes. I remember calling that North Central game. I called that doubleheader, and she hit five threes in the first half. That opens up the offense, like you said, when in the men's, when other players that aren't guys felt or Olsen or in men's, when it's not Krieger and Kyrie, if they can make those shots, it just opens up that whole offense. So that was really big of her, and if she keeps knocking that at a high clip, they should be sitting pretty well as they are first in the UMAC right now and eight and one all by themselves. And Let's talk a little bit about Hannah Geisfeld right now. She's coming off her third straight double-double. She's really picked up a bigger role since Sandine graduated. We were wondering who might fill in the scoring a little bit, and she's really picked it up. Yeah, to me, she looks like the most dominant player that I've seen in the UMAC right now. Um, she's averaging 21 per game. She's had a couple 30-point games, uh, including uh, on the night she scored her 1,000th career point. Um She's averaging over nine rebounds on 60% shooting. The offense runs through her. She she is so dominant inside. Yeah, uh, after calling her games last year and this year, the one thing I really seen develop in her game the most is her left hand. I felt like last year she was lethal like she is this year with the right hand, but now developing that left hand, the defense started to force her to go left this year, and she's making that hook shot. She's making everything down low. And the other thing I like about Hannah Geisfeld a lot is she runs the floor so many times where yeah. Abby Olsen starts a fast break or Ellen Hughes They just find her because she runs, and that's really big when you have a post that runs the floor like that. Yeah, that's big. She's added to her game. Um, she's just become so dominant. And the D3 national She's got national attention getting on a uh, first team of the week yeah. a couple weeks ago. So it's not just us noticing. It's that's, the whole D3. That's impressive. So, yeah, Sandine graduated. She led the Vikings in history with most points, 
games played and games started in Bethany history. So it is nice seeing Geisfeld pick it up. And what have you seen from Olsen this year? She's a little bit – she's been about the same player, just not scoring at the same clip as last year. Yeah, I think you look at the offense. Um, teams have really keyed in on Abby Olsen, and as they should, she's still getting over 19 a game. Um, so she's doing her thing. Um, she's still an incredible player. And we've seen with UMAC Player of the Week honors, it seems like it's been alternating between Olsen and Geistfeld, Olsen and Geistfeld. So um, I love this run. It's an exciting time for uh, the women's basketball team. Yeah, I think Abby Olsen coming off a big year after obviously last year. I think you're right. They're just a lot of people are keen on him. She just it's not even easy for her to just to catch a pass because they're always in her face. So I think that's led to a little bit of her shooting percentage going down. But she is still averaging 19.6 points. And I think how great she is and her threat of three-point shooting is opening it. Geisfeld up even more down low. So I think you have to give Geisfeld has to give some credit to Olsen too with how big of a season she's having. Yeah, and the other thing too, role players have stepped up um, as well. Eight players this season on the team uh, have already had at least 20 assists. Last year, to put this in perspective, there are only seven players who had 20 assists on the whole season, and the men's squad currently has um, five guys with 20 assists. So you're getting contributions from everyone up and down the roster. Yes, that's really nice to have. And this week, they have MLC 1-8, and eight, St. Scholastica 4-5 and five, all at home. So they just got to take care of business, don't they? They're all alone. And first, the only way to lose that is if they lose games that they shouldn't. Yeah, that's right. I'm seeing posters um, around the dorms uh, advertising the, the Bethany and MLC game with the hashtag, beat MLC by a lot. And uh, that, that cracked me up. That should be true. Hopefully that is true. Hopefully we get a chance to see something special uh, on campus this Wednesday night uh, when the teams take on Martin Luther College. Yeah, we'll get in more in-depth with the Vikings women next week. I'll have an interview of a couple players. Last thing I want to talk about, Gabe, is something that's kind of hard to talk about is our attendance at these games. We've got Trenton Krieger. And we got Kyrie Mayfield, two superstars on the men's, and then for the and they're coming off a eight-game win streak. They're playing well. They're tied for first. And we have the women's with Geisfeld and Olsen, superstars of their own. They're on a ten-game win streak. What I know you're passionate about it as you go to every game as you can. What do you want to say? This is your chance to tell the student body why come and watch these girls and men this week. Well, these are great teams. I come from a high school where we had fantastic school of spirit in Wasika, and I'm missing that right now at the college level and I think it's probably something that has declined in recent years here at Bethany uh but these are fun games this is high level basketball folks I mean it, you can say it's division three whatever these are the top uh, high school players um these are top high school players from their varsity teams so it's a fun atmosphere atmosphere makes it even more fun if we can get more people showing up. It's not good when 50% of the uh, the student attendance is from either the women's team or guys' team watching the other team uh, watching the other play. Yeah, I I as my spiel on it is, you don't see many Abby Olsons and guys felt like you're not going to see the same player in like 10 years. Like I feel like you should appreciate what you have right now with Krieger and Kyrie and Geisfeld and Olson and come out and support your Vikings here, especially this week as they have a big 
month here coming in February, and then maybe possibly they might make a regional if they keep playing how they are lately. So Yeah, let's hope so. Well, I appreciate you, Gabe, for joining us. Next, we'll end our show with the Bethany Vikings podcast with an interview of two junior softball girls as they started practice just this past week. Welcome back to the Bethany Vikings pod. It's time to talk about Bethany softball. I'm joined by juniors on the softball team, Kaylee Mork from Brandon, South Dakota, who was on the junior all-conference defensive player of the year last year, and Taylor Kotke from Maple Grove, Minnesota, who was recognized with the UMAC Sportsmanship Award last year. How are we doing today, Kaylee and Taylor? Great. <laughs> really good. Well, you guys are coming off a great season where you won Bethany's first UMAC regular season conference title. What changed from your freshman years when you went 17 and 19, and now you're coming off your sophomore campaign where you guys went 27 and 12 and were regular season conference champions? Um, well, you know, Nestler was a new coach. Um, before we came so we were his first recruiting class um, our freshman year and so we still had girls that he hadn't recruited and then us that he did recruit and so at that time I guess we kind of um, learned more like what he expected from us um, the work ethic of the girls has changed over the years um, we know what he expects um, he expects a lot he wants us to win we want to win um, we all have goals to win and I guess um, just the work ethic and the attitude, team bonding, um, really changed. Did like you talked about team bonding a little bit? What were some of examples of that outings you guys maybe had? Or um, well, we did do some blind dodgeball, and we just played some like fun games outside every once in a while. Um, we had a couple nights where we did like movie nights, or I know some of the girls. I didn't um, go to this, but had some like dinners where they made like spaghetti and got together so um we've gotten closer over just doing more silly things i guess i agree no just getting together and kind of just being ourselves you know not forcing th anything on the girls or anything but just kind of getting together and you know having fun because that's what the game's all about so well last year you guys since you won the regular season you got to host the conference tournament mm -hmm. In your freshman year, you guys didn't even get to play a home game because of the weather. How neat was it to actually play home games this past year and then host the conference championship? I honestly think it was amazing. It was an amazing experience because, seriously, coming in as a freshman and not having a home game, it kind of took away a little bit. It took away kind of the excitement and the spark of playing, you know, college softball at a new school and stuff. And then we get to host, and then we go to host the conference championship, and that has, you know, never been done at Bethany, and it was amazing. I remember winning that game before the tournament, and I was just bawling. <laughs> it was so emotional. I was so emotional yeah. because, you know, you work so hard, and you prepare so long, and when it actually, you know, when you actually accomplish your goals, it is an emotional feeling, yes. That's awesome. So... Personally, what was your guys' favorite moment you had last year in that oh special gosh. season? That's tough. Man, every win was special. It was like we were on a hot streak, and it was like, personally, I feel like we were at a point where we felt like we could beat everybody. You know, like, playing preseason games, they were tough teams, good competition. And it was almost like we got to our conference games, and we were just so much more confident. We had so much more feel. And 
yeah, I'd say we were just so much more confident. We feel like we could beat any team, and that was that was a good feeling. Yeah, I'd say we we also just we all learned our role on the team, mm-hmm. and we all learned how to play our role to the best of our ability. Mm-hmm. And when we all work together, um, that's how you win. And so, as the season progressed and we all played our roles, um, it was fun to win games and really see what we could do. And we def- definitely um, gained confidence as we played. So. Moving on towards this off season, what are what do you guys do like training in the off season? What are some of your activities you like to do to stay in shape? And um, well, um, I uh, tried CrossFit over the summer. Um, I was really um, interested in it, I guess, um, over the past couple of years, and I just thought, why not try it? And so. I got into that, and I actually started to love it, but it definitely changed um, the way I like to work out. Um, I know that I can push myself harder. I've gained a lot of strength, and I've definitely saw it in this past fall season coming back after working out so hard over the summer that I just moved better, um, I felt better, and just the way I reacted to the ball seemed like it was improved just by working out, even though it wasn't like I practiced softball every day, but I was in like a summer softball league this summer too. Um, so I got to work on different positions, um, still worked on hitting and tried to fix up some of my mechanical issues I was having last year. Um, so yeah. No, I a hundred percent agree because she's the one who got me into CrossFit and I am so grateful because that is what kept me in shape this summer as well. On top of, you know, practicing things defensively and offensively both but CrossFit really changed man my cardiovascular health my physical everything is at a I feel amazing and that's definitely what kept me in shape but yeah definitely during the summer though still focusing on um fulfilling those you know personal goals um coming out of the season you know preparing for our fall season yeah, reflecting on what we knew we needed to mm-hmm. get better at from last year to this year mm-hmm. so we can hopefully win and be mm-hmm. just as successful. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And you guys do a lot of work outside the classroom, like you said, working out, working on softball. But it's pretty impressive that your team had a GPA of 3.52 this past semester. Do you guys take great pride, obviously, in your school? Or can you guys do you push each other? Or how does? Um, I don't know. I've always been like um, – I hold myself to a high standard in everything that I do, and so I guess um, schoolwork, it definitely doesn't fall um, with that. Um, I am always working to do the best in the classroom, and I think that the smarter you are, like, it helps you in every aspect of life. Um, You can be a smart player, um, smart in the class and on the um, field, I guess. So um, we definitely take pride in our GPA. I know our coach really wants us to do well in school, and we are student athletes, so our student comes being a student comes first. And even working just as hard in the classroom, we can still perform on the field as we uh, showed last year, I guess. Yeah, just to add on to that, it if you are a student athlete, you know how hard it is to have a good balance between your schoolwork, um, you know, the things you want to be doing, and then, you know, you got stuff like softball going on and it it gets really hard to balance it all and so to hear that our team had that GP, that team GPA is really impressive because you think about all the time we put into this sport 
and then you think about all the bus rides you know you're trying to work on these papers with the crappy bus wi-fi and it sucks but gosh it's all worth it in the end and you think about how I'm so proud of these girls for being able to prioritize their lives you know keeping school first but also having softball follow closely behind and being able to um, strive and be good in both departments. That's really that's really awesome. How did you guys do in your fall season? I'd say we did really good. I don't know that the fall season's really about you know getting those kinks out from the summer, you know, getting back into the groove, getting back into a routine and kind of giving getting back into softball mold and finding that fire and being excited from the spring season for sure. Yeah, it's good um, to see the new girls coming in and then just bringing all the talent and different talents and trying people in different spots and maybe seeing how you might, like where you might be playing in the spring, um, but just getting excited for the spring season, seeing what you can do and hopefully setting goals um, for the spring. you have any special new girls coming? Well, we have Cassidy Cunningham and we have Liz Milam. They just came to us here second semester and I'm really excited to see how they play and how they work with the team because we really need them right now. You know, new talent is always welcome. And I'm really excited to see how they do and how they kind of fit into our team dynamic and how they help us achieve our goals here. Yeah, we added a lot of girls, um, actually. Um, only, how many, three freshmen? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Three freshmen. So. Um, They'll be a good addition. We also had some transfers come in. I think everybody we have on the team now is going to help in some kind of way. Um, how that is right now, we don't can't really say exactly. Um, but I guess we'll have to see if we have any um, big standouts. Okay. Um, so you got camp now starting here in January the last couple weekends. Mm -hmm. What are your guys' roles in that for helping the younger girls and maybe – show them what you guys like your work ethic and how they can develop and maybe be good softball players like you guys um well I think um when I go every night I try and have a good attitude I want to make sure that the girls have fun while they are there um I'm looking to help them improve their mechanics um they're there to get better at softball but they're also there to just enjoy the sport and I like to show what we have here at Bethany as our team like working together what we expect of people um, maybe see if anyone would be interested in like oh like there's a chance that you could play college softball um, so keep it in your mind like if you want to do this you have to work hard but you can do it um, so yeah I guess it's a good thing to do as a team and just like share your love of softball love of the game with others and help them improve their skills. Yeah, we're really able able to um, get one-on-one -on -one time with the girls, too. We're able to have, like, one of our players with, you know, a group of girls at each tee or something. It's very nice to, like, get to know them throughout the weekends and show our share our love of softball with these younger girls. And like Kaylee said, kind of show them that they, too, can, you know, play for Bethany one day if that's, if that's where God is leading them. That's, that's really sweet, and you kind of learn that leadership quality in that camp, and are you guys turning like a quarter now since you're upperclassmen? Are you guys picking up that leadership role now this year too? I would say so. Um, I guess anybody can be a leader. We could have a freshman come in and for sure be a leader, but um, just to lead by 
your actions, I guess, um, doing what you're supposed to be doing, always working your hardest. Um, I think as a freshman, I was a little more scared to do that. I didn't want to step into anybody's leadership role because that's what I expected of the upperclassmen. Um, but now I don't put anybody down. I think we're all very equal. Um, but I like to just do my best. I like to do um, what I would want um, my teammates to be doing. And so I guess that could definitely be seen as like a leadership role. Okay, last year, Bria, your guys' main pitcher, who was the UMAC Pitcher of the Year, she's going down with an injury, I heard, this year. So you talked about Cassidy Cunningham. Is she going to be your number one, or how do you feel your pitching is going to go this year? Well, we'll see, we'll see how this winter, you know, these winter practices go. This is a time where we're figuring out, you know, who's going to be playing at what position. You know, I always would play – third base but now I'm picking up catching it's like whoever's willing to um, take on those goals and do them well and there's going to be a lot of moving around but Cassidy definitely for sure has you know a great opportunity here and I think she could be our one number one for sure along with you know Tara and Zoe you know there's a lot of girls that are pretty strong yeah I personally have not seen Cassidy pitch and so um Right now, I think it's anyone could be our number one pitcher, and um, we'll just use people how we how we can. So now, what is probably the message this year? Coming off, obviously, a really great year. Nothing's been done like that in Bethany history in the regular season. What is your guys' message this year to keep going and have another strong year? Well, last year, our kind of motto was that we are on the rise. And we were most definitely on the rise, and we don't plan to stop now. Um, we we did had a really good year last year, but this year we plan on it being better. You know, um, we want to grow each year in every in every category of our wellness. You know, we want to grow physically, we want to grow mentally. You know, this sport is so much more than the sport too, and we plan on doing really great things this year. That's awesome. And something that might help you guys this year is you have a lot more games before Tucson. You're going to get in because of the new Minnesota State bubble. How exciting is that, that you know you're going to be playing all those games in at a good facility too? Um, yeah, I actually got to go see um, Inside the Dome, and I am super pumped. It's, it's big, and um, the walls go high, so ball shouldn't be hitting the ceiling as much um it's awesome to be able to play all those games we'll get to rotate girls around um see where people will be playing um get to work together especially since we had two transfers come in um this new semester um it'll be just good to get going get our mind in the softball actually playing um games before we get to tucson where we're gonna have a couple definitely tough games yeah i think it's exciting because you know having these practices in the gym all whole winter it's it gets hard it gets hard and you have a limited amount of space so being able to go play games against competitive teams in the dome is more it's more than a great opportunity it is really beneficial to us and although it does suck that we can't get on the dirt as early as we'd like um, turf is a good alternative that really gives us a good opportunity to grow and be ready for our conference games when they do come way better than playing in the gyms oh yes absolutely yep. you guys talked about playing on turf you taylor you played third and some catcher and kayla yep. you play infield how do you switch going from dirt to turf how does that 
it's effective hard. defensively. It's really tough. It's, it's definitely really tough. Um, balls are bouncier. You slip around a lot more. But I think that's important, you know, trying many different environments because that's what that's what life's going to throw you. And, you know, when even when we are out on dirt, if it's adjusting to the rain or if it is snowing, it's adjusting to the snow or if it's hot or cold. But you have to be able to play no matter what. You have to be pl- able to play in every condition. Yeah, there's so many things in softball that can change. If the sun's in your eyes, every dirt is different. Um, all the turfs are different. So it's a game where you definitely have to adapt to your surroundings, adapt to the umpire, um, his strike zone. It's a game of adapting. And so that's just one of the things that you have to deal with when you play. So, yes, yeah, so you guys will have six games at MSU and ten total before you go to Tucson. And then Tucson, you guys play six of your eight teams, played in a regional last year, and one of them the defending D3 champions in Texas Lutheran. Do you guys like how you, you have that tough of a schedule? I heard Nestler on the Facebook page say that's really going to challenge you guys and make you better in the UMAC. What is, as a player, do you, is your mind set different when you know you're playing a really good team and, like, the defending champs? You know, it used to, it used to, I, my mind used to be changed. Um, but now, like I said before, it's like, sure, we're playing the D3 champs, Texas Lutheran, but I don't think we have anything to worry about because we're going there. We're going to do the best that we can, and we can't do anything more than our best, but I think our best is going to be pretty dang good, and I hope that's true. But it's an amazing opportunity, like I said you can only get better from having competition like this and being able to find competitive teams like this, you know, although it may be scary at times, um, it's only something that's going to help us grow and succeed in our season. Yeah. I think it's great. We get to play um, such good teams down there. Um, I always don't really let the, like who I'm going to play affect my mentality in going into a game. Um, They put on their pants the same way we do. And, uh, Although they definitely have like some like really great skills, um, we can learn from playing them. Um, it's a lot better to play teams that are better than you or like the same skill level as you. You don't want to play teams that like don't give you any competition because it pushes you to do your best and it pushes people to have to play to the best of their ability because if anybody makes mistakes, any dumb mistakes, any dumb plays, um, they really hurt you. And so it teaches you to really um buckle down and play your best game when you're playing such um, difficult teams. Well, thank you for joining us, Kaylee and Taylor, and best of luck this season as you listening to you guys, your determination looks really good for this upcoming year, and hopefully it's successful, and we'll talk to more of you softball players soon for more insight during the season. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the BLC podcast. Come back next week to hear interviews with a couple of the baseball players as they start practice this week. And we'll talk to some women's basketball players as well. I'm Brock Aker. Thank you for listening.